Hello and welcome to the February edition of Capital Yarns, the podcast. My name's Sean Costello and each month on this podcast, with the help of friends and family, I bring together short stories set in Canberra, inspired by three items nominated by perhaps you, uh, listeners to the podcast, people who have visited the website and via social media. And those three items get weaved into a story set in Canberra, as I said, uh, to celebrate my extra long leave with the kids this year. We're doing a real focus on kids' stories uh, this year on the Capital Yarns podcast. And if you haven't heard the January edition of the podcast, you should hop off right now. We'll give you a chance. We'll give you a minute to hop off this podcast, jump on the January one and hear part one of the story that we're doing this month, which is that the mountain won't come to the fairies. Uh, and so part one of that story was in January, and this is the February edition where we're doing part two with the help of my two children. Hi, guys. How are you going? Good, thank Hi. you. How are you? Good. Enjoyed the first half of the story? Yeah, yeah it was, I'm really excited to see what happens next in the story yeah. because it was a really big cliffhanger which, cliffhanger, which was really good. Yeah, I'm excited to see what part two is. Let's do it. And um, you guys have got your last day of school holidays today. Yes, we <laughs> do. Yeah. It's a little disappointing Crazy. and exciting. <laughs> so... Are you all ready for school tomorrow? Next year, kind of. More nervous. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, hopefully we have some time to hang out still. It's been a fun school holidays, but even with school, hopefully. I'm really out. excited about getting my plate out. That's well. exciting. That yes, you're exciting. getting your plate out. Yes, that's exciting. So we move into chapter two, part two of If the Mountain Won't Come to the Fairies. Chapter two, the mission. The four figures that had appeared were the most amazing creatures the girls had ever seen. They were tiny, no bigger than the index finger on Josephine's hand. A bright light was emitted from the silvery wings on their backs, although each had a different coloured light reflecting their bright costumes. Slowly the girls walked outside. The fairy seated on the front of Runford spoke. Hello, new friends. While her voice was quiet and melodious, the girls had no trouble hearing her. Her dress was bright red with white docks, and red light glowed from her wings. My name is Tanya, and I am the Mushroom Fairy. I am sensible and practical. The fairy behind her was the next to speak. She had a light brown dress and a similar hue to her light. I am Patricia, the Portobello Fairy. I am always positive about what we can, can achieve together. The girls were staring at the creatures, their mouths wide open. The fairy at the front of Larchie's back giggled at the sight. Haven't you ever seen fairies before? Oh, and my name is Tina, the Truffle Fairy, and I help us avoid danger. Tina had a bright white dress and glow. The fairy behind her spoke next. Of course they haven't, Tina. We've remained hidden from humans in these parts for years. My name is Beatrice, and I'm the Bun Fairy. I question and investigate the natural world for our tribe. Beatrice wore a yellow dress and glowed. And you are Josie, Bella, in Ida and Indigo. Tina said, pointing to each of the girls in turn. We mustn't be seen by your mother, Patricia added. Tina fluttered up so she could make eye contact with Josephine and Bella. Thank you for thinking of us and helping us destroy our home. If it's okay, we must leave now so that we may make it to the top of the mountain in time. It will be a long and tiring journey for your guinea pigs. Even with our magic dust to help, we will need you to collect us from this on Sunday. 
Josephine considered this for a moment. I think this should be okay. We just need to convince Mum and Dad to have a picnic on Mount Stromlo on Sunday. Okay, Tanya said. We must leave now. Thank you again, our human friends. And with that, she returned to Larchie's back, and as the two guinea pigs turned slowly and made their way to the gate. Will you open it for us, please? Tina called, taking a deep breath and hoping she would see both these fairies and her beloved guinea pigs again. Josephine opened the gate. She patted the guinea pigs as they walked through. Good luck, guys. The guinea pigs slowly walked through the gate and were away. Josephine's mother returned a moment later. Is everything all right out here? Have you girls finished your homework? Josephine made sure the gate was closed. Nearly. Can we have a picnic on Mount Stromlo on Sunday? Please. I'll talk to your dad about it. The next morning, Josephine's dad quietly walked in to see her. He was holding Bella by the hand. I have some bad news, I'm afraid, girls, he said solemnly, picking up Bella and putting her on the edge of Josephine's bed. We can't find the guinea pigs, and we're afraid they've been taken by a fox or have somehow escaped the yard. It's not looking good. The gate's closed. Oh, that's all right, Dad. There. But before Bella could finish, Josephine had kicked her under the doona. They're where? Dad asked. They're somewhere better than I think she was going to say. Dad looked at Josephine and then at Bella. Both were smiling back at him. You're taking this news very well, he said. You love those guys. Josephine tried to look a bit sadder. You know what might cheer us up? What? Dad asked. I'm Nicole Mount Stromer one Sunday. Yeah, we might find the guinea pigs. Dad looked at the girl sceptically. I don't think that's likely, but... Please! Well, if it'll cheer you up, we'll try and make it work. Can Indigo and Ida come? I'll speak to their parents. As Dad left the room, the girls quietly grinned to each other. That Sunday, the four girls tumbled out of the car with great expectation as soon as it arrived at Mount Stromlo. See you soon, Mum and Dad! Josephine called as the four girls ran towards the remnants of the old observatory. Where are you going? Dad called. Picking mushrooms. The girls had agreed to split up and search the old building separately. The top of the mountain felt like a special place with the black burnt husks, the former telescopes providing a foreboding contrast to the rich bushland view visible around them in all directions. Mum and Dad remember coming up here to see the telescope before the fire. Josephine told Bella. What a shame they couldn't rebuild them. I know, Josephine replied. But we saw that cool music concert up here, remember, inside one of the old buildings? Come here, guys. Indigo was inside the partial remains of a round building on the right of the mountain. There were still some walls around the outside and a couple of windows. Underneath one of the windows, she had discovered the two guinea pigs and four fairies shivering against the wall. Are you guys all right? Ida asked. We don't have long. Tina whispered. We have the seeds for the new mushrooms. They will grow quickly, but we need to be planted somewhere safe. If we sleep on the ground where they are planted, our energy will return as they grow. The other three fairies were lying around them, their eyes closed and their heads buried within the fur of the guinea pigs. The guinea pigs looked exhausted as well and were shivering in the cold corner. We will take you to our place. You can plant the seeds there. Tina nodded wearily. We need to be quick. The three days is nearly over. Mum, Dad, come quick! 
We will become invisible now. With the fairy dust we have left, we cannot be seen by an adult humans. And with that, all four fairies disappeared. Mum and Dad walked up the corner of the building where the four girls were huddled around the guinea pigs. Look, Mum and Dad, the guinea pigs! I don't believe it, said Dad. They look exactly like our guinea pigs. How did you know they'd be here, Bella? Bella shrugged her shoulders. We should get them home. They don't look happy. Both parents nodded. Josephine, Bella, take a guinea pig each and carry them to the car. They look like they need some food and water. Carefully carrying the guinea pigs, hoping not to hurt the invisible fairies on top, the girls gently carried them to the car. Moments later, they were back at home. After what felt like an eternity, Josephine and Bella's parents left the four girls alone. Almost immediately, the four fairies became visible again. Can you plant these seeds somewhere hidden in your garden? Tina was barely able to get her eyes open. Josephine took the tiny seeds from her hand and scanned the garden. What about here? Indigo suggested pulling back some leaves and branches to reveal a hidden patch of dirt. Tina used what was left of her energy to slowly nod. Josephine carefully took the seeds to the ground and made a small hole before burying them. The guinea pigs slowly walked over and collapsed along with the fairies. Don't usually live in backyards. Sleep was overcoming, Tina. Please, keep our house safe. You may not see us again until the next dark night, but we will be here as long as our house is not touched. All four girls nodded. With that, the guinea pigs fell asleep on the mound, and fairies did the same. After a few moments, the four fairies again disappeared. The girls looked down at the guinea pigs. I think we need to leave them alone, Ida suggested. The next morning, Josephine and Bella crept into the backyard. They were surprised to find Larchie and Runfort leaping around the backyard as usual. They went and checked on the mushroom patch and found hidden among the branches of the tree a large patch of many different coloured mushrooms and toad schools. There was no sign of the fairies. They would return to that spot again and again over the next months and years, but they hardly ever saw the fairies again. But some nights, some very special nights, like on Christmas Eve or Halloween, Josephine and Bella's parents would let them stay up late, and when they weren't looking, the girls would creep into the backyard. And there they would find the fairies and the guinea pigs playing together, sometimes running among the grass together, giggling and laughing, other times, the fairies would be scratching the guinea pigs on their tummies. And often, the four fairies would be practising riding them, two on each guinea pig, just in case they ever needed to move a long distance again. But you know what? They never did. Even when Josephine and Bella left that house. But, but that's, that's another, another story. story. Thanks, guys, for helping with that podcast. How do we find the ending? Do we like that? And more of the yes. more more my question for you guys is: When Mum and Dad let you start blade, are you playing with fairies in our backyard? Mm, not um, maybe. Um, There's no promises. We're not. Mm. Oh, maybe that is another story. <laughs> do you think there might be some fairies playing with our guinea pigs in well, the backyard? Well, I was just going after this podcast to just go outside and just go down in the little area and take some leaves away and see. Is there any mushrooms maybe across? I think you should do that. And that's a great idea. Yeah. And then maybe we could have a future story about what you find. Can we, we grow could... some mushrooms? For the for the fairies? Yeah. We'll have to find some magic seeds, I think, maybe. to do that. We, we have, have to go out Mount Stromo. We could have another story maybe about us going up Mount Stromlo, finding some You could have seeds. it from a different perspective. You could have it from one of the fairies' perspectives in the next story. Oh, yeah. What, what 
uh, what it's like on Mount Stromlo for the fairies. So yeah. oh, no, so like, like, because you said it here, we can't, we don't know anything what happens when the fairies go. So you could have another story which is about so the like, fairies. So we go experience. from the start. So the start is kind of just them living their life, and they meet these girls who are very nice, and it's their point of view about what they think of the girls, and it goes through the story. But it might be another point of view of how the fairies... What happens to the fairies? That's a yeah. great idea. Okay, why don't the three of us work on that? That could be a future story. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. Well, thank you, guys. Uh, thank, I should say thank you to Hashimoto for yes. providing the theme song for Capital Yarns. And they were the band that we all saw play live on the top of Mount Stromlo. Uh, it's yeah. cool that the old observatory is still being used. Oh, it really is an um, amazing place. Yeah, check it, it out. It's a shame they didn't rebuilt the telescope but, but it's a good place to check yeah, out it's anyway too, it's really cool most importantly good luck at school tomorrow <laughs> good luck to all the parents and kids returning to school or tomorrow starting yeah. school starting school for the first time yes mm-hmm. good luck i hope it's or a great school year. or it's the last year of school or last year you're right year seven it could be well for all those families yeah good luck and we might see everyone next month thank you for li- well we won't see them no, no, they'll hear us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hear Thanks. us. Thank you for listening. Okay, see you guys. Bye-bye. Can people find out more about Capital Yarns? www.capitalyarns.com. And what, what's the Facebook and Twitter and stuff? A capital, uh, at Capital Yarns. And should people eat wild mushrooms they find in Canberra? No. no. Okay, see you guys. Because there might be fairies in them. Good point. Yeah. Well, and don't make a sausage roll or something. Out of it, because <laughs> it's easy to get six, and you could kill fairies and make them have to go on the armstrong, though. Find seas and do it. Uh, uh, yeah. really Good hard. community service announcement. Okay, <laughs> bye everybody. Bye bye. Hi everyone, sorry to cut in over the theme music. There is just one more piece of news that I should mention to you. The Australian Podcasting Awards for 2018 have just opened. Uh, and so I want to give a shout out. If you are a podcaster, jump online and nominate your podcast. And if you're a podcast lover, then check out all the wonderful Australian podcasts that are happening and vote for your favourite in the People's Choice Awards. The website is australianpodcastawards.com. You uh, you might choose this podcast to vote for. It'd be really wonderful if you did. If you're driving an hour between a few and maybe Capital Yarns is one of them, if it makes any difference at all to you, then the awards are being announced on my birthday. Um, and if you uh, let me know on social media that you voted for the Capital Yarns podcast, then it's a significant birthday and I might just disclose to you what the magical number with a zero in it I might be turning. Um, but seriously... Whether it's Capital Yarns or another podcast, jump on board and just support Australian podcasting. Thanks, guys. See you next month.